1: Listening to the Brendan on Tour Travelcast with special, special co-host and four-time Olympian Mercedes-Nickel. Yeah. Brought to you by people who travel, people who love to travel, and all things travel. two dollars and a Casio after two podcasts, you're probably getting a better idea who he is, but his co-host Mercedes is way cooler than him any day. That might not be what you want to hear. Oversized carry on, stop clapping and standing when the plane lands. Stupid idiots! And direct your attention to your travel cast cruise directors.
0: Now, here then, now, here, Dave. Prepare the blast off. Ready blast off. Knife switch. Main switch on. Main switch on. Here's Mercedes MVD. We all have good days and bad days. I don't have a scar from my latest journey. I just have the knowledge that it's made me a better person and to be grateful for every challenge that I have to overcome. Life is a marathon, not a sprint. Two years ago, I couldn't walk, and I couldn't talk. I couldn't share this story. Please, believe in yourselves. Anything is possible.
1: Welcome, my friends. Episode one of the Travelcast. We've done coffee. We've done music now we're doing travel i'm trying to keep to the things that do i want to say that i know the most i don't know i'm going to keep to the things that are mostly in my life let's go with that some of those things and what you just heard there was some audio of my good friend mercedes nickel how are you mercedes
0: i'm good thank you i'm happy to be in an airport
1: we are at an airport speaking of travel we are at yvr in beautiful vancouver british columbia Mercedes is getting ready to trek off yet again around this fine planet of ours. And given the amount of travel that she does and a bit of history on our friend here, uh, being one of the most traveled people on the planet and also one of my great friends, I thought who better than to bring on board the Travel Cast as my co-host for these next 10 episodes than you. Woo-hoo. So. Welcome to podcasting.
0: Thank you, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to co-host.
1: This is going to be great. I mean, I mean, I got some people, but you got some people.
0: We, we know have, some
1: people. We know some people. <laughs> so we're gonna uh, we're gonna get those people together, and we're gonna you know we're gonna have a little chin wag and talk a little bit about travel. Coffee was about educating people about coffee. You know, telling them to stop drinking shitty coffee, <laughs> asking them which kind of coffee asshole they were. Uh, music trying to get them you know a little bit of education on music kind of a little bit about what I do around the world and some of the people that do what I do around the world and now travel I've been to about 70 countries in the last two years you have been to loads uh, yourself and I want to talk over the next 10 episodes about what that's like for both of us in different capacities as well as bringing on some guests that are also in that kind of realm and what they go through so so Before we get going, Whistler's... Mercedes nickel tell us a little bit about you and what's going on and what you've been doing because it's a storied history and it's a great one
0: thank you um, I guess I should start off I am from Whistler British Columbia I grew up skiing and figure skating and uh, quickly switched at the age of about 13 to snowboarding and that kind of took over my life for the last over 20 years it took me to four winter Olympics competing for Canada um, that's a really long story short, but yeah, I've, I have been lucky enough to travel around the world with the largest bag that you could think of.
1: And, you know, part of probably, at least for Canadians next to 88, the most famous Olympics 2010,
0: Ah, the new age,
1: you know, <laughs> right. And all, it was <laughs> all the, all the madness that went with that. And also, um, God, there's some great footage of you (laughs) during Team Canada uh, during the hockey tournament and all over the place. So you've been doing it for a while. A
0: long time. (laughs) It's actually the 10-year anniversary this year of the 2010 Games, which is Is crazy crazy? to think about.
1: And you think of the infrastructure that's gone on to Vancouver since then, Mm -hmm. you know, and just what happened when they got announced to come out here and everything that's gone through. It's just been absolute chaos that whole time. But for an Olympic athlete, I would imagine that prep is crazy. So, how does your how does your uh, entrance to Team Canada come about?
0: Okay, such a good question and I had to reflect and kind of remember why why did I end up at four Olympics and the I ended up just starting at little competitions at Whistler that took me provincially and those provincial t- contests took me nationally i won junior nationals when i was younger started competing in senior nationals went to started traveling Um, Across the borders for snowboarding and went to junior worlds and ended up on the podium at one of those at two of those Um, and I just have that competitive spirit and remember in 2001 leading up to the Salt Lake games in 2002 I was in Chile and we were competing and Everyone was there all the top snowboarders were there even the snowboarders that are like top right now like Travis Rice was there trying to compete to go to the Olympics and I was probably about 16 and I was like well I want to compete against the best of the best but it was a little late it takes a full year to compete of competing to qualify for the Olympics and it's not an easy task so I had about five years to get up the tricks um, to go to my first to qualify for my first games for Canada in 2006 in Italy.
1: How long was snowboarding in the Olympics? Because so, there's there's various, yeah. like, you see people <laughs> snowboarding, like the half pipe, which you do. Mm-hmm. And there's all these different kind of, you know, levels of snowboarding and different kinds of things that people do. How long has it been in the Olympics? And then did you spe- have to specifically pick
0: yeah, what question. you were
1: going to do? Or was it one of those things where you get to... They, it's like it's like public school. Well, Mercedes <laughs> is the best at that pipe, and this person's <laughs> the best at this, and we're going to pick her over here. Or do they, you go in with a very specific focus?
0: Um, so uh, to answer the first question, 98 was the first Olympic snowboarding was in, and the only disciplines that were in were half pipe and racing. And I did grow up racing, but on a freestyle board, and that was fine. At that level, I wasn't gonna go to the Olympics for it. That wasn't my passion. But I really did fall in love with halfpipe, and there was a halfpipe on Blackcomb where that was the in thing in the in the late 90s to do, and I wanted to be in it, learning tricks. So um, I I made it to my first games in 2006, which is crazy.
1: <laughs> now, there's some there's a story. Mm-hmm. Which we'll get to about the Great Fall. The Great, yeah. but leading into that, those Olympics and trying to nail those tricks for anyone that's starting to snowboard for the first time, or all the rest of it. How much, I mean, how many injuries did you get before you even got to where you needed to be? And Uh, that's uh, because I can't imagine, (laughs) okay, you're going to do like, name us a trick that's impossible that you're going to have to do for the Olympics.
0: I mean, at my first Olympics, it was just like a 720 probably would have been the hard trick to do. And unfortunately at those games, well, fortunately I was hopeful for the finals at those games, but the way that... The competition ran I did my first run And I was in ninth And they took the top six To the finals And you get a second run And it's all or nothing And I crashed in my second run So that's why I ended up Going again Um, I crashed You crash You get up But when you're at the Olympics You're you're pretty pissed off And you kind of understand What it is to represent Your country in that moment
1: And is the 720 a daunting trick? Is it one of those things Where you I mean, I've got to do this or it's not going to happen. Like, it has to be, like, I have to stick it perfect or it's not, I might as well just not even bother.
0: Kind of. Like, if you want to actually make it to the finals at that time, again, this is a long time ago. um, Now girls are doing 1080s, which is wild. I'm glad I'm not doing it anymore. (laughs) But, um, yeah, like, you need to land your tricks or else you're out. And then you have another four years to wait to try and do it again
1: so we'll touch i'm going I want to come back to the four years what kind of uh, what's the dominating factor when you're training for the first time when there's you basically you think I've got a real shot to make the Olympic team what's a regime in school like because you went to school in Whistler yeah right and all the, but it's it's hey you're up at five a m like like a hockey player or what is that what does that look like how much of domination does it take over for you
0: I mean I wasn't at school very often, but it was really lucky. In uh, Whistler, we had a quarter system, so over the winter we could there was like kind of a ski program and I was one of the first snowboarders to go through it where you in the winters got to take math away with you and if you were if you did come back to school there was a teacher there to help you if you had any issues and that's kind of what helped shape me because I wanted to finish my schoolwork I had a task to do but I also wanted to snowboard and I was away so it kind of gives you that I guess you would call it work-life balance work-school balance (laughs)
1: Is that common in places like Switzerland, Utah, or like Colorado? Like like
0: There are a lot of snow sports schools.
1: Where it's for like, sure. hey, we know where this person's going, so you're going to get there that way, yeah. and then you're going to learn. It's
0: very, yeah, it, it's accommodating, and it, and it works, but you have to want it, and you have to do the work. Gotcha. Or else you're not going to graduate.
1: Free, or does it cost?
0: That was public school. That's public school. Free.
1: So then you coming back to the four-year thing so you do the thing uh either you you know you get on the team or you don't get on the team mm-hmm. so when we travel around when i travel that's around, the around,
0: most pressure you have in your whole life pretty much is that year before the olympics that's the year before when me. you're trying to qualify like i i usually most so i went four times and that every year i was probably the underdog almost every time but then you made it then i made it and then 2010 happened yeah and that was awesome yeah I was sixth in Canada, and I thought that would be my last Olympics, and I was done. And I saw Marnie McBean and Rick Hansen, and they said, well, how do you think you could do at the next Olympics? And I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. I'm just thinking in the moment, and I was really happy with that. They're like, you you could probably do better. And I was on the road again.
1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you don't make so an athlete that say doesn't make it, mm-hmm. or you're saying that there's this break where you got to wait four years in order to do it again. So when I go on tour, or when we go on tour mm-hmm. uh, around the world, you know, sometimes you do. I'm out for three months. Sometimes I'm just out for a month, or sometimes it can be. You know, I know some guys are out for a year straight, and that adjustment back to regular life. You know, you have to work on it all year. You have to get ready to go back to, you know, being normal. I know. I like
0: it, to air right? asterisks that normal, right. normal and life.
1: Well, there's just and <laughs> it's welcomed, but then it, you know, if you're addicted to traveling, or if you're addicted to making the Olympics, or if you're addi- like anybody with any pa- <laughs> with any passion, yeah. once you get addicted to it, it can take over your world, and then you got to be careful about how you readjust to coming home. So let's say. You don't make it and you're saying it's four years before you got a chance to try it again. Yeah. Or or let's say the Olympics happens and then are you getting ready for the next you know, the next winter in Italy and the next winter in like there's always somewhere to yeah. go with it or to focus, but if you you really have to decide whether you want to keep going if you don't make it or if you made it and didn't get the results you wanted
0: the thing about the Olympics is yeah they are every four years and it's kind of the thing that you might be driving towards but there's another World Cup, there's another X Games, there's World Championships so there's always another adventure that you're going on and it's not the be all and end all if you don't make the Olympics but that's just kind of in the back of your head you're like oh yeah like this year okay I kind of can take it mellow but still you're not going to take it mellow you're a competitive athlete
1: Totally, and so now, Olympics are done. You know all the rest of it. You've retired, as they say in the
0: hate that the world. I still snowboard, but
1: you still <laughs> snowboard. I mean, you snowboard
0: just not competing in halfpipe anymore.
1: Right. What do you do? What are you doing now? I know you do some some. You did some RBC stuff and all the rest of it. What happens when? It's done, and uh, t- people talk about <laughs> normal life. Like Air normal life. But I mean, you're speaking everywhere. You're doing world-renowned podcasts as a co-host now. <laughs> Whatever. But I'm saying, what is what is it? Uh, okay, now I have to switch focus. So where yeah. where is it going now? Like, what's 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 the next thing for you?
0: Um, well, what,
1: what are you doing? To, sorry, keep busy. Is it coaching? What, what's happening though?
0: The it's so it's like. I really like to keep busy so if you were to ask me usually I have like three jobs on the go um got to keep an income not getting paid by the government anymore <laughs> so I do this program with Whistler Blackcomb called Ride with an Olympian in the winter so that's a private lesson with myself on hill get to guide you around or teach you from the beginning uh, how to snowboard or I take skiers too because I'm guiding you around the mountain which I love it's like Really, I love doing that. Um, in the summertime, I work events for the Resort Municipality of Whistler. Which is and how
1: we first met.
0: Yeah, and so you know? I help put on the Canada Day Parade, and we have concert series all throughout the summer, and just, like, honestly, an event every weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, what else am I doing? I will be starting my own podcast. <laughs>
1: da, 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 da. I got to hold on <laughs> a second. Let me just... Um, in Mike, in the booth, have you got... Some kind of like, well, maybe we just take a sample of your dentadent that you just did. But Mike, Mike, can you play me some kind of celebratory announcement music? <laughs> Hold on, one second. Oh, that was really good, man. I don't know where you found it, but it was really, really cool. Thank you, thank that you. That was lovely. So yes, there will be the Mercedes Nickel podcast coming up, which I'm excited about. Me and, too. Uh, hopefully, you know we can parlay all of this into a great launch so there's that that's coming which is awesome which is very cool and you're off to we're gathered at YVR and you guys will learn more about Mercedes as we go through these 10 episodes we're gonna we're gonna touch a little bit about on on her life through the whole thing but we're gathered at YVR hanging out uh, at the Fairmont because you know she might not be an Olympian anymore, but she does have standards.
0: Oh gosh! <laughs> no, <laughs> so no, she's no, hanging uh, out. No, it's because I have an 8 a.m. flight and oh, I live no. in Whistler, so I would have to wake up no, before four a.m.
1: Out. We're hanging out at uh, a YVR, chilling. But you're off to Switzerland. What are you doing?
0: I am. I am. Uh, I'm really excited. I'm going to the Youth Olympics. So I'm going to my fifth Winter Olympics. They happen to be the Youth Olympics, and I'm going to be mission team staff for Team Canada in St. Moritz with all of the sliders. And sliders means bobsled, skeleton, and luge.
1: So all the non-injured sports.
0: And the cool thing about St. Moritz, though, that I learned is their um, sliding track is the only handmade every year track in the world. Boom. Mind blown.
1: Well, are you going to get on it? I hope not. Do you get to try it?
0: (laughs) I I brought my skis and snowboard, but (laughs) I don't know if they can get me on that track.
1: I'm going to play some audio right now from The Great Fall. Do you want to set this up?
0: Sure. We are in 2014 in Russia, Rosa Kuther Mountain Resort at the uh, Olympic Winter Games.
1: Walk us through what happened here, Dan.
0: Uh, this is my last run of practice, and these were going to be my last Olympics. So I didn't want to leave anything on the like out of my bag of tricks. So I'm dropping in, probably. Like, top speed, and in the half pipe, you can get about 72 kilometers an hour. Dropping into a 22-foot wall made of snow, going across the pipe, and then up the 22-foot wall. And you'll kind of see as I take off that the snow gives away. Um, I'm trying to execute a backside 900, which is two full rotations. And as I go up the wall, the snow gives away. I can't get my full rotation down, and I'm either going to land on the deck, where I'm about to land over three stories to the bottom of the half pipe.
1: Here you go. Go big.
0: <gasps> Ouch. Yeah.
1: Oops. At what point, uh, it, it, and this is a swearing podcast, <laughs> so at what point are you in the air going, shit.
0: It, it happens really quickly, but I can remember being like, this is not going to end well. And I didn't know exactly, because you can see that I'm coming in backwards. It's kind of like, you know where you um, do that trust fall with people? It's like that, but going over like two stories to no one catching you. Um, That's my holy shit moment. And then I'm like, okay, we still got this. But as soon as I clip my heels on the deck, so the top bit of the 22-foot wall, um, and then I kind of pretzel over and smash my hip my right hip, and then dragging the right side of my face down the, the rest of the pipe wall, um, in that moment, all I'm thinking is, get up, get up, Mercedes, this is the Olympics, you need to get up and see if you can snowboard.
1: Not only could you snowboard.
0: I did, I got up, and uh, and I competed.
1: And you competed.
0: Not my brightest moment, but I don't regret it.
1: It's one of the greatest comeback stories uh, in the in the world. Like I, uh, for an athlete.
0: Oh well, no! After that, oh, I competed at I, those games. I understand that. Which was but then silly. W-
1: but you know, you, <laughs> we know you. So
0: I'm a little stubborn. No
1: one's gonna say noy. No one's eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, gonna say no to you. But then you, you pull it together, and you compete again. And we're gonna touch on that in another podcast. Mm-hmm. But it's one of the single greatest comeback stories, you know, I have ever heard from any athlete, and I'm not saying that because you're my friend, (laughs) but it's uh, it's also one of the most inspirational comeback stories, which is why people want to talk to you, and people want to to learn your story, and people also want to be around you, because you prove to everyone if you just keep, you know, doing it, and it'll great things will happen and I i couldn't be happier for you being able to come back through that and look where we are like you know you're I'm still, talking you're, you're talking huge you're talking you know that's the biggest thing mm-hmm. and uh, you've got a great story to tell so off to Switzerland for you
0: yes bon voyage bon
1: voyage the travel cast episode one with mercedes nickel my brand new co-host i couldn't be more excited oh yeah mike play that music again <laughs> oh that's a really good music i think we should use that for the theme song um the podcasting uh this is a new thing it's going to be a new thing for you mm-hmm. uh, it's been a new thing for me uh, i know i'm only um you know 18 17 18 episodes in that's like seven that's you know no what am I I guess I'm 20 20 some odd episodes in let me get my math back on on straight here but uh, one of the things that uh, I want to ask you about the podcasting side of it for you you know we've been talking about it for a couple months now and about you you doing it what are you looking forward to like you know from a co-hosting standpoint just you know strictly that's its own thing but what are you
0: what are you looking forward to I'm looking forward to asking all the questions. I'm eager to learn, and I think being an athlete for so long, I can learn from other athletes and understand what gets them going, but also people with normal jobs and understand what their job is because I've been an athlete so long that I don't know what everyone else in the world does. And everyone's got these crazy titles, and I have so many questions, so I'm excited to learn, for sure.
1: It's a, it's a really rewarding thing, because it, I've touched on this before, it's like, I feel like it's like putting a record out every week. Okay. Like you're like putting, it's like a, and let me preface this by saying, at no point do I consider myself an artist, but... <laughs> If instead of putting out an album of 12 songs every day, and you're 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 an artist that's, you know, and hip-hop does this a lot, but you're basically releasing a track a week. Yeah. It's quite something.
0: I'm excited. I can't wait.
1: You've got access to so many different stories and people, and I trust you. Uh, trust me, folks. Her first episode will be way more interesting than any of my twenty-five. Oh, like, I don't know. About I'm talking that. about from the standpoint of like <laughs> what the stories that Mercedes will be able to tell are going to be great, and the access of, of people. Oh, we're going to steal some of those guests for this travel cast, but she will build this thing out, and I'm excited for you to be uh, podcasting and getting out into that world. Thank you, and thank bit, you for your up in help. In Whistler, BC. I mean, that's a great place to be.
0: It ain't bad. The views just
1: a little bit okay there they're pretty decent but the bars (laughs) the bars up there all right so my friends uh thanks for tuning in to episode one of the travel cast just an introduction to my good friend mercedes nickel my brand new co-host for the travel series i can only get her for 10 episodes she's expensive (laughs) uh but she's also traveling a great deal and uh I'm just happy that you're along for the ride, my friend.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: It's going to be rad. Tune in. Where can people find you online? Let's get
0: Mercedesnickel.com. And everything is Mercedesnickel. N-I-C-O-L-L.
1: Yeah, not nickel like the nickel.
0: Nope.
1: The great Canadian It's different. It's tricky, that one. It's tricky. Mercedesnickel.com. Brentonontour.com. Like, share do all the things that you gotta do my friends get it out there let's get it out someone's gonna win some shit
0: we're gonna give away some
1: stuff and uh, Mercedes uh, will be back next week and beyond so thanks friends see you next week and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain App, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.
0: It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating.